everybody it's episode 31 of the original geek show i am here of course your host nick the renaissance man helms and it's good for to see you hear you you i don't see or hear you it's a podcast but you get it i'm glad that you're here i'm glad that you're using your ear holes to listen to my beautiful voice as i talk about geek and nerd culture and uh, pop culture whatever you want to call it and uh yeah so thanks for taking the time we're on as i said this is episode 31 um, the theme of the day, we're going to have some comedy shows here that we're going to talk about, and um, then uh, apparently it's a trailer palooza here on the show because um, so many things have been going on in the past uh, little over a week. Um, let's see, about uh, you know, it's about 10 days now, I think, since the last time I recorded. Today is Friday, June the 10th, um, which I believe the last time I recorded was last Tuesday, so... Um, yeah, so I think it's been about 10, that would be 10 days, that's how math works, right? And the calendar, you know, I don't know how things work, uh, but so a lot of things have happened, there has been many a conference, uh, many a conferences, things going on, such as, a, well, for one, Sony, PlayStation had a state of play, uh, Netflix Geet Week was this week. Um, and then let's see, also Star Wars Celebration was last week. Um, so, or the week before that, can't really think it was the week before that. Um, so yeah, um, so lots of things have been announced and, um, all kinds of things. So, um, we're going to get into it. We're not going to waste any more time here. And, uh, if we go over an hour, then that's what we do. Um, but, you know. You know, I try to I try to keep you guys for an hour, so um, I, I'm talking. The reason I'm sitting there for a minute because my computer froze. So I don't know if you heard me or not. So I was kind of like, should I continue talking? I don't know. Um, but first thing I want to get into is well, I NH Media as a whole was going to do uh like we were going to talk do a little thing with where we talked about Doctor Strange. Uh, into the multiverse of madness and then we talked we're going to talk moon knight that uh, apparently has never fallen to the wayside i don't know what uh we just you know, couldn't work out our schedules or whatever uh so we didn't end up talking about it and so i didn't talk about it on the show um the last episode so um i'm going to talk a little bit about doctor strange into the multiverse of madness and moon knight so if you haven't seen those um then there will be some spoilers slight spoilers for the next um, five minutes or so. Um, just FYI, there's tons of spoilers dropped on this show, so I just, I, tr- I tried my best not to do it, but I mean, at the same time, though, Doctor Strange 2 has been out, and Moon Knight's been out for a while, so you've probably seen it already, um, if it wasn't that important to you. So let's, let's talk Doctor Strange 2. Um, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange 2 into the Multiverse of Madness. Um, is it one of my favorite, um, MCU movies, no, but um, it's not, you know, it didn't crack the top five, um, but I think that it could cr- 
if I if I I think if I was to make a list, um, I think it would be in the top ten. Um, I'm not for certain, um, but it would be pretty close if not. But I think it would be. I think it would crack the top ten. Um, but I really thought it was great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I really like Wanda as a character, Scarlet Witch, and I really enjoyed her bit into it. And she was basically the bad guy of the film. Um, and I've just enjoyed her arc in the MCU in general. And uh, WandaVision I really uh, liked. Um, and I just think that, you know, she's had an, just an incredible story of things that she's been through. Losing her brother. And then losing Vision. And then losing her children. Quotation marks on that. Um, if you know, you know. Um, and have to go through all this... Uh, crap that she's just basically had to go through in her life and just life has not given her lemons so she can make lemonade um and just bad things have happened to her and she's had to deal with a lot of stuff that i mean would mess with anyone's mental health and uh, you know like I, i'm a proponent of being aware of people's mental health um dealing with mental health i deal with mental health issues myself uh, my wife uh children um you know, so, I mean, it's very near and dear to my heart um, with mental health, especially because, I mean, there's like a good portion of population who don't really, uh, I want to say believe in mental health issues, don't believe in anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And, and it's real. And they just think that people should just be OK. And, you know, and, and, and it's not it's not it's not easy. It's not simple. It's not something that you can just hope to go away it doesn't it doesn't go away and so just to see that being dealt with on the screen was really great to me um you know i think she definitely shined in the doctor strange movie doctor strange's arc was all good fine and uh you know i i don't care as much about doctor strange as other people but um like the original doctor strange movie yeah that was good um, did I really care too much? No, I just don't really care too much for Doctor Strange. Um, but I, I really like Wanda and I like that America Chavez was in the film. Uh, I really gr think it's great that we're seeing these other characters that are just not basic white people in, uh, the MCU. Um, so we, we know Miss Marvel just came out this week. Um, haven't seen that yet, but I'm excited. I uh, love Miss Marvel, the character. And I love Kamala, and just seeing, being able to see her in live action is really exciting. Um, and I, I just been saving that because uh, I, I was hoping the wife would watch it with me, and uh, we had some other stuff we had to get caught up on. Um, so hopefully, gonna get that watched this weekend, and then on the next episode we'll talk Miss Marvel. Uh, but yeah, so was super glad to see America Chavez um, get her. Um, a big part in the movie. Um, I love that we got the Illuminati in the film. We got Professor X in there, and he had the uh, Patrick Stewart had the yellow wheelchair, um, and then even music cue of uh, X Men the animated series, and so that was really cool. And we got John Krasinski as uh, Mister Fantastic, which has been a huge fan casting uh, for him. To be Mr. Fantastic, uh, when the in in WandaVision, there was heavily rumors that he was going to be in that, um, being the aerospace engineer. Um, that whole debacle wasn't him. 
um, but a lot of people wanted it to be. And we finally got him as Mr. Fantastic. Obviously, this was a different Earth. Whether we're going to get him in the in the they are making a Fantastic Four movie. Whether that will be John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic is yet to be seen. Um, but they also don't have a director because John Watts left it uh, the project. So it'd be really cool. Uh, and John Krasinski is also a director. So getting him as being a director, Mr. Fantastic, in which I kind of hinted upon this on the last episode, um, but that, that needs to happen. Um, and then get uh, his wife, Emily Blunt, to be, um, you know, Sue, Sue Storm. So, I mean, that just, that, that's just a perfect pairing. Um, and so that would be, that'd be really cool. Um, and I would really enjoy that. And so hopefully, hopefully that will happen. Um, I keep saying I'm a lot, but it happens. I, but overall, I, I really did enjoy Multiverse of Madness and it was cool seeing that. It was also cool seeing Anson Mount come back as uh, Black Bolt after the horrible show that he had to be a part of, uh, Inhumans. So that was cool as well. And it it was fun and it was a good it was a good movie and so I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. Many plot points can be picked up from this, um, and uh, Wong is the uh, star of Phase Four. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, it is it's Phase Wong. Um, that's what it is. Uh, Moon Knight uh, with Oscar Isaac playing the title character of. Uh, Stephen Grant and um, Mark Spector, Moon Knight, and seeing that um, DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, on screen and seeing that play out, another mental disorder, um, was really was really fantastic. I thought it was really well. I know some people didn't quite enjoy it for different reasons. Maybe they just don't know the character really well or whatever. They didn't latch on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really cool the camera work out and stuff and it was like opening up um you know like an onion which has layers i'm, I'm gonna pull a shrek here <laughs> and just it was just like a little by little and seeing you know we were steven at we you know we saw steven at the beginning and then you know we knew that and then the camera would cut and then it would come back and he you know stuff had happened and then um it was mark those times with mark and then we never saw that for a bit. And then we did see the Barnes. Um, the only thing about Moon Knight is we didn't get to see Moon Knight a whole lot. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but it, it was a it was more of a Stephen and Mark story than a Moon Knight story. Um, so if they were going to do another series, I'd love to see more Moon Knight, of course. And then we have uh, the third personality to deal with. Um, which we won't talk too much about that. Um, uh, Jake Lockley coming in. And so I really thought, um, uh, let's see, I, I really like Egyptian mythology in, in general. So that was just really cool. And I, the, I can't know, I don't remember who does the voice of Khonshu, Con, but that was, he was really cool, great too. Um, Really enjoyed Moon Knight, and uh, Oscar Isaac is amazing, and glad that he got uh, into the MCU, 
And I hope that we see him in more future projects, whether that's more Moon Knight individualized or if he's teaming up with like Blade and some stuff and doing a, like a Midnight Suns type deal or a Marvel Knights or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure with them doing the Midnight Suns game, they'll call it Midnight Suns. Um, but, you know, just seeing him team up with like Punisher and Blade and Daredevil and stuff would be really, really cool. And... And since now, uh, supposedly they're doing a Thunderbolts movie, as I've, I've read today, um, that they have a director now, um, and that they're doing that. Uh, it'd be cool just to see them do uh, Midnight Suns and just doing these other teams, like um, uh, uh, Thunderbolts and uh, Midnight Suns and Young Avengers or whatever, Champions or whatever you want, whatever they call that project with the younger people. Just seeing these, you know, uh, Easter eggs being put in and little little hints of what's to come. It's been really cool. And with blending these shows and movies together and putting them all in the same universe. And that, that, that's been really exciting, I think, in this phase. Is the whole blending of the different projects and stuff going on at one time. So... Yeah, th- those are my thoughts on that. Um, I watched some other things. Uh, Hell in a Cell was the WWE pay-per-view. That uh, that was just this past weekend. That was pretty cool. I'm not going to talk too much about that. The only the most real thing that um, really cared about that was the Cody Rhodes-Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell match where Cody um, had a torn pectoral muscle, and he still chose to wrestle because there he was torn completely off the bone and there was not any more damage that he could do. Um, and so it was kind of like a pain management type deal. And, but anyway, he chose to still, it happened while he was training like the day before. And he chose to still do the match as advertised because they were like the main event. And he wanted to close this stuff out with Seth Rollins. And just the the look of damage that was on him and just his the bruising and stuff all down his on, on his chest and down his arm and stuff was just crazy. Um, and just you could see that he was in pain. But, you know, the... the they worked the match pretty good, and so just to be able to see that was uh, just to see Cody back in generals. I've been fun, so that was cool. I watched some shows. Um, also, I uh, finished Young Justice Phantoms yesterday. Um, that the season finale, I believe, was yesterday, or or, or could have come back, or could have came out last week. I don't know. It might have been one week behind, but I think it was yesterday is when it came out. So 26 episodes of Young Justice Season 4 or Young Justice Phantoms. Um, yeah, it's been, it was a fun ride. This past, the last 13 episodes was uh, Connor, was, we, who we thought was dead, um, Connor Kent Superboy. And it was in the Phantom Zone and, with General Zod. And so get finding out where Connor was and finding where it was was kind of like the story that was going on. And... What I like about Young Justice is that the in the past few since season two, and then three, and then four, um, they starting season two they started building this dark side story, but giving you a little bit at a time and what was going on with the other stuff. It was like a very small background story that you would get little little pieces of information in each episode, like thirty seconds or whatever. Of, and then it's just been building ever since then, you know. And then Young Justice was canceled in season two, and then it was brought back, you know, a few year, uh, years later, like five years later, or something like that. Where you got season three, and now season four have come out. 
and they're still building this dark side story and they keep adding to it and but then like they have the main stories of the seasons and stuff and they do them by halves and the seasons and you're still getting all this dark side building but you still haven't got all the pieces to the puzzle yet and you're it's still dark side still in the background and he's been in the background for three seasons now and i just i just love it they're they're just slowly it's just a slow burn of a story while giving you the actual story of the season but it seems like in season five or if they do a season five um when it gets picked up that that they're we're finally going to get that um but we'll see how that turns out but i think that we're finally going to get what we've been building to for this you know for years but it was a really cool story uh and then seeing zod and stuff and how and tying in with the new gods and all this different stuff going on uh, and just a dc lover stream uh this this show and just all the different characters and stuff and just really really enjoyed season four after a lackluster season three and season four has been really really good and so it was really great and they are doing a six issue comic series that i think starts like this month or next month um that follows after the show and so i think that's going to be really centered around beast boy who went through some uh mental health issues with super Superboy's death quotation marks in the show and how he's going to follow after that um getting over that and coming back into being part of the outsiders uh but yeah it's just the dc fanboy dream is what young justice is and so if you haven't seen it check it out you can watch all four seasons uh in full on hbo max um let's see i also watched the first two episodes of obi-wan kenobi which started on the 27th uh, which on disney plus you can now watch four episodes as of today um it it was really great um Originally, they were going to put out episode one on the like the Wednesday, the 25th, May 25th, and then the second episode on May 27th, um, but they did not end up doing that, and they put both episodes out on May 27th. I think that was good, and I think that was a necessary decision, um, because I think that they both went hand in hand, and it's a six-episode six limited, six limited series, but I think episode one and two really went hand in hand, and I think that you needed that... You needed that hook that's at the end of episode two. Um, and I'm not going to talk too much about the show because it's still kind of new. So, But Obi-Wan's been really great. Um, I know some people didn't like episode four. Um, but I, I, I really don't know why. Because I really thought season episode four was really good. And I don't, I don't know why. People don't like it. It, it. it doesn't make sense to me. Um don't know. I mean, but people have their opinions. Everybody has opinions. That that's what's great about the world is that everybody can have opinions, and you just need to realize that everyone has opinions, and everyone's opinion's not going to be the same as yours. So respect everyone else's opinion, and they shall respect yours. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out Obi Wan Kenobi if you're a Star Wars guy. It's really great seeing uh, what happened to. We're getting this little story between Episode uh, three and four. Of with Obi Wan on Tatooine, and there's more. There's more to Obi Wan's story. He didn't just go on to o- Tatooine, and then, then we see um, him in A New Hope, where uh, Luke goes looking for Old Man Ben or whatever, and li- li- 
let's see here though um if you remember on whenever luke has this confrontation i think it's an empire um with yeah with empire maybe it's jedi or when he talks to darth vader i think it's in jedi whenever he talks to darth vader and he tells them that he can yes it's in jedi because it's after he found out that darth vader's his dad and that he's anakin skywalker that he tells him that he thinks that he can turn him from the dark side. And Darth Vader tells Luke that Obi-Wan once thought, thought as you did as well. And what's really weird is if you watch Revenge of the Sith, there's no, there's no, it doesn't make sense to what happens in Revenge of the Sith. It feels like there was a different... There was more because it doesn't, that doesn't go, Revenge of Sith ending doesn't go with to Return of the Jedi. When was this moment that, where he says that there was a moment that Obi-Wan thought he could too, could turn me back. Where, where's that moment? You know, where, where's that moment at? And I, I think it's, we're finally going to get that. And it was in, and I think it's going to be an Obi-Wan. Um, they have had a confrontation already in Obi-Wan. In the first four episodes, but they haven't had that conversation yet, and there's only two more episodes left. Crazy, um, but I think we're we're going to get that conversation, and we're going to get Obi Wan trying to turn Anakin because we got to see something with Anakin because we got to get Hayden Christensen is in the show, and he he is doing the voice not the voice he's doing the body movements of Darth Vader but it's not like we're seeing that because the voice is James Earl Jones so there's got to be something I mean because why would you just bring Hayden Christensen back to just pay that money to and when you can put anybody in this in the Darth Vader suit if you're going to use James Earl Jones as the voice so there's got to be some scene where he takes the helmet off and where there's conversation and where we know that it's Hayden Christensen. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. So we'll wait and see how that turns out. Uh, let's see. I watched The Boys Season 3 Episode 1, which is <laughs> nuts. They dropped all three episodes on this last Friday. Um, season, episode 4 just came out for Season 3. Season 3, Episode 4. I have only watched the first episode, though. I just wanted to try... I was trying to just watch a variety of different things before the before I recorded this week. Because I wanted to record this week again. And I it really it didn't enjoy the, the first episode of The Boys. It was really fantastic. There's a great scene in there with uh, a hero known as the Termite. And I, that's all I'm going to say... Because if you haven't seen it, I don't want to ruin it for you. But it's a little, it's a little crazy. And you know, the boys is known for the raunchiness and the gore and stuff like this. And it this this scene is pretty, pretty and pretty intense uh, craziness. Uh, and you definitely, if you haven't watched the boys, you can watch the the first two seasons in full on Amazon Prime. And then watch now, as of today, June the 10th, you can watch the first four episodes of season three. And then actually today, as of today, it just got renewed for season four. So that's really cool. 
and it is a cartoon, not a cartoon, a comic book as well, a comic book series, so Emma, I believe that I talked about it on the show before, uh, I can't really remember, but I, I, I don't actually like the comic book as much as I like the show, um, I don't know where the disconnect is there, as far as the comic goes, I thought it would be great being Garth Ennis and stuff, but, um, I don't know, I just, maybe if I read it before the show, I don't know exactly, but, Maybe just uh, Anthony Starr's Homelander just really has a special place in my heart. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect is. So I would have to, you know, get people's opinions that read the book beforehand and see why they don't like it compared to the as much as the show. Because mine's coming from a tainted opinion, in the, I guess, because I watched the show first. I don't know. I also watched uh, the, the Pentaveret. Episode one with Mike Myers and uh, Keegan Michael Key. Is that his name? Full name from uh, Key and Peel. And it, I can't really remember it now that I think about it. To when full much in full, it was all right. It was, it was funny, you know, in the Mike Myers sense of funny. And I was really excited about the Pentaveret. But now, I mean, I feel like it was maybe average, and I, I'm really going to have to, which is it's kind of a play off the Illuminati and some other stuff going on, but it's it really centers around the uh, uh, Illuminati-type group called the Pentaveret, and of course, Michael Myers plays many roles in there. Um, he plays like everybody in the Pentaveret, <laughs> so uh, like five people at one time. And then the other characters, he plays a reporter character. So he's playing a lot of characters in this. Like, you know, that's, uh, and that's what's funny with Mike Myers is what he does. You know, he makes these characters and he plays them all at one time. And I really, it, I, I thought it was good, um, but it wasn't fantastic. But I haven't seen the whole thing yet. So I want to see, I think it's six episodes. I'm going to watch the whole thing and then come back at a later time and tell you about it. Um, not on this episode, come back, but, you know, like, in a future episode is what I mean. But, then give you a continued impression on it. Uh, but I, I, I think that it was, it was, it was decent. And I don't think it's something that you should miss out on. Uh, but, I mean, is it my favorite out of all these things? No. I really also did enjoy, though, season three, episode one of The Orville, which is now on Hulu. Hulu exclusive show, uh, which is called Orville New Horizons. It's the Seth MacFarlane uh, helmed show uh, that's like Star Trek. So if you if you haven't seen that, I thought this was good as well. I thought this was really great uh, because it deals with the fallout of when the the robot crew member I can't remember what the race is called right now. Forgive me. He kind of betrayed the team, but then he, you know, for his own race, and they're like a really evil race, apparently. The robots, and they're just wanting to kill everybody. They're like a robot supremacist group, if you would, wanting to kill all the humans and other aliens and stuff. And and they just want it to be sentient life. They all want, you know, breathing flesh bags or something. I don't know. Anyways, and it's dealing with this aftermath and how the crew and the normal people on the Orville are dealing with their thoughts on the robot um, being still part of the crew 
and coming back and after betraying the team and coming back and being a good guy of sorts. And it gets pretty... Oh, sorry, I apologize. Sleepy. It gets pretty crazy, you know, because as you can imagine, people are not okay with it. People are not okay with the, the robot. And I'm really horrible that I forgot the name. Isaac. Thank you. Uh, mind for finally figuring that out and they're really mean to Isaac and of course he doesn't have feelings um, but you know he it goes to a bad place in the show because Isaac ends up so he had like a relationship type deal with the with the ship's doctor and she has two sons anyway and the oldest son is like really upset and doesn't think that he deserves to be on the ship anymore and he, and the basically the son says something to him and because of what the son says to him it kind of gets to him and he thought that it would be better for the ship and morale on the ship if he wasn't there so he basically commits suicide um that's i mean that's the only way to say it and so it it deals with suicide in this episode and the effect that it has on people and whenever the person that commits suicide commit suicide because of how you're treating them um, and making them feel different and how that affects people and it, it it's intense and it's I just I'm not a Star Trek fan at all but the Orville is so it's so good and I know people that like Star Trek but like Orville better and it it does it's the most it's the best Star Trek show uh, and I and I say that with I have seen some Star Trek, most a lot of Star. I've watched like all Deep Space Nine uh, with my granddaddy, and I've seen vo- a lot of Voyager, regular Star Trek, Enterprise. I mean, I've seen it all, you know. I'm I'm just not a huge fan of it, but I can say that the Orville is the best Star Trek show, even though it's not a Star Trek show. Fight me, I don't care. Yeah, but th- I watched a lot. I mean, I mean, there there's a lot there. But let's let's move on to different stuff, okay? Because I have a lot of trailers to talk about. I mean, it's Trailer Palooza here. So I've already stated on this episode 31, Trailer Palooza. And we, we got a lot of trailers. And I'm going to start... <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go with that one first. We're, we're, we'll come back to this one. We will come back to this one. <laughs> because this one, this one is something. And so I don't... I'm going to wait on that one. Uh, let's talk Pinocchio. We got a Pinocchio trailer for Disney Plus, and we got to see Tom Hanks' Geppetto. We didn't get to really see Pinocchio in the trailer, but this is a live-action remake of Pinocchio that Disney's been doing. This one is Disney Plus exclusive, uh, coming this year. I'm really, I, you know, Tom Hanks really sells me on it. I mean, that's the basic I can tell you from the trailer, is that Tom Hanks sells me on it. And so... I think him as Geppetto is what's going to make this film, and and so it was good that you know we focused on Geppetto in this trailer, because I think that's I think that's where your money is is with Tom Hanks, so, and and people have opinions about these live action remakes. I mean I've enjoyed most of them, so I'm I'm totally okay with that. Uh, yeah, but so, you know whatever, uh, people can have their own opinion, right? 
mean that's you know I'm very I'm very propon- I'm a big proponent of people having their own opinion on stuff. So I, what I'm not a big proponent on is people taking their opinion and completely it's forgive my friend shitting on something you know and i just i just don't think and 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 that and let's leave, move, leave that into the next trailer into the trailer and on why i'm actually not going to talk a lot about this and and someone asked me and and we we kind of talked about this on this on in a group message with me and nathan and kyle talked about this trailer for this show that's coming to the CW. It's called Gotham Knights, and I have strong feelings about it. I have really strong feelings. I mean, I, this is coming from a dude that I made a show called Gotham Knights before this the video game coming out and the uh, show coming out that are not compl- not connected at all. Um, and come up with a show long before that. Like a decade, over a decade ago. <sighs> Man, this is this is tough. You know, I I have a rule about my show, and how I and my opinion on stuff, and how I perceive my uh, will talk about stuff online. And I don't I, I if I don't have something good to say, nice to say, like my mom always used to tell me, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all, right? Uh, and so therefore, I don't really if I don't. If I can't find enough good to talk about something, I'm not going to talk about it. If I some, hate something completely, I may briefly say that I don't like this and what I'm going to try to do here with the Gotham Knights. And 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 that's all I'm going to say because I, I don't think that you should completely trash something because there is people that are going to enjoy it. There And they're not only that, but there's people that have poured blood, sweat, and tears into it. And as a person that's bl- poured blood, sweat, and tears into something that no now no longer anyone can enjoy and that has basically been ripped from them um and i and my own gotham night show and i have no not able to you know the fruits of my labor years of labor are gone out the window because of not not me um but that's neither here nor there I'm not going to speak too badly about Gotham Knights, but I, what I will say is because since it was mentioned in our little group message that we have, it said, are you going to talk about it? Um, because, I mean, I, mine's the show that we would talk about it on, right? Uh, uh, when it comes to NH Media Podcast, it, it should be my show, and, and that would be talked about. But the thing is, is that <laughs> I can't really come up with anything too much good to say about Gotham Knights. So, and as I was about to skip it on the list, and I was going to end up talking some stuff, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't talk about it. Because I didn't find in the trailer anything. Am I going to watch it? Probably. Um, because that's what I do. I watch the superhero stuff. I'll at least give it a view. You know, the trailer just... Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I'll just speak about this. When there's... There's okay with changing some things in lore, okay? You And you don't have to stick to the accurate 100% of the comics. I'm totally okay. I like alternate Earth stuff. I like, you know, that, that that's my bread and butter. And I like when people do their own interpretations on stuff. Here's the deal. Is that what I don't understand is whenever there is tons and tons of tons and tons of tons of stuff... And then you just go off and do something completely that doesn't make sense. And whenever you could have done this or this or this and then just make your own story about it, 
like my most upsetting thing is the main character who is a son of Bruce Wayne that's not Damian Wayne or even one of his adopt because I think it's an adopted kid um former Robin probably or not Dick Tim or Jason okay and, and I just it, it just doesn't make sense to me because you're going to have all these other characters that are from comics even though Carrie Kelly is not in the right time period. That's neither here nor there. You got Dula Dent, or, you, you know, you got the Joker's daughter, or whatever, uh, and not, and then you got Harvey Dent's in the show, and then other characters. I can't remember who else is in that. Forgive me. Um, but that, that just bothers me. That just bothers me. Like, I mean, I did things on my show the way that I wanted to do, and different things. I mean... And I did my own retelling of stuff, but the thing is, is that you there's basic stuff that you don't do. And case in point, all right, we'll we'll do a little story here, okay? Because if you don't know already that I I did a show called Gotham Knights, and you obviously haven't, you don't either a don't know me or b you haven't picked up context clues. Um, so back in the day, and we're talking two thousand and six seven. 2007, when Gotham Knights, in my Gotham Knights, was originally created, was co-created with me and a different guy. And I'm not going to drop names or anything in, about anybody, okay? I'm not going to drop names. That's not what I'm going to do. That's not who I am. Um, but it was co-created, and then we were going we were going to shop it off to a, try to be a picked up as network. We had a pilot, script, done. I had a full season of storyline. And then we were going to try to get, we almost had an agent, um, but we, we didn't go with it. Um, and, you know, and obviously we didn't, so we didn't shop it around or anything like that to try to get it picked up. And then, I don't know how many years ago now, about seven years ago, I think, maybe, um, we, I decided to make the show myself because Warner Brothers allows you to make sh- shows, fan films and such, th- and fan series, as long as you don't make a profit off of them and as long as you don't. Uh, deem Warner Brothers or DC Comics in a bad light. Perfectly fine. Um, so me and then Stephen, or <laughs> sorry, oops. Uh, the person that was going to do the show with me, or I asked him if he wanted to do it, and he was like, "Yeah." And then he came on, and then we split the show into a, a season into two and writing even in odd episodes anyway he tried to do something with the joker that was totally out of character and was going to have the joker rape barbara gordon uh and then the person that was playing the joker gave us a 22 page paper on why that wasn't right based on 80 years of joker comic in the comics and how he's never been in a perceived in a sexual type way even with harley quinn and everything i mean that sex wasn't really a thing uh so big ordeal anyway he ended up leaving the project and and that's how i just feel is that there's certain things that you just you need to stick to and it's totally okay like even i'm reading dark knights of steel um and but the thing is that's you know superman's still an alien i mean batman's still or bruce wayne is still a batman type character i mean it's not like he's super i I mean i don't know i mean it's there's basic stuff that i think that you have to follow anyway that's what my problem with gotham knights and that's why i'm not going to talk too much about it because i just 
they're doing stuff completely wrong and that was just my my first deal and plus it just didn't look good okay there we go that's all i'm gonna say about it that's all the time that i'm giving gotham knights on cw all right good i'm gonna breathe now (laughs) so i probably stayed a little bit too much more time on that one than what i planned but here we are um i got to see some gameplay for sonic frontiers the new open world sonic game that's coming out that is um, gonna looks pretty cool. It's like a like Super Mario Odyssey version of Sonic game. That looks pretty cool, and it, the world kind of you know this big open world and just an open world Sonic game is seems pretty interesting. So seeing that um, gameplay was really cool, um, and I'm really excited because I I mean it reminded me of. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and I really enjoyed Super Mario Odyssey, so I'm really excited to see where they go with Sonic Frontiers. I saw some Star Wars trailers as well. Uh, we saw the Season 2 trailer for Bad Batch, Season 2. Glad that we're getting that. Bad Batch, and we're getting that, you know, this year, which is, I didn't think we are going to get it so soon after last year's when Bad Batch Season 1 came out. I thought it would be a few years, but here we are, getting Bad Batch Season 2 uh, this fall, I think August, maybe, I think it is. So that's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. I really enjoyed that. Getting this, going to get to see more of the Bad Batch and uh, Omega and their adventure together. Uh, we also got at Star Wars Celebration got a trailer for the Jedi Fallen Order game. Uh, is getting a sequel, uh, which has been rumored, and now it's confirmed. Jedi Survivor, Survivor, Survival. Jedi Survival, um, and seeing we got so we got a quick tease of that. Um, it looks like there may be some cloning type uh, storyline in that. So, and um, can't wait to play that because that was a re- that game was really good. It was a great story, original Star Wars story, and um, definitely my second favorite Star Wars video game of all time, next to. Knights of the Old Republic went blank there for a minute. So check that out. Um, also, from while well, just moving on to the Star Wars stuff, let's just stick on that for a second. We got uh, confirmation that The Mandalorian Season 3 uh, will return on February of next year. February 2023, we're going to get Mandalorian Season 3, so that's not too far away. We're also going to get a new show next year called Skeleton Crew. It's another new Star Wars show. This is going to feature Jude Law in the show. Jude Law is coming to Star Wars Universe. So that's pretty cool. And then we got a trailer for Andor, which is the character that is in, uh, what's the movie? Rogue One. Uh, and so that he's getting his own show, which we knew that was coming. That's coming August 31st been confirmed for august 31st and it is going to be 12 episodes which is different than the six episodes um and then like what's most mandalorians had is like seven or eight maybe nine so 12 whole episodes and they've actually already planned out a second part with another 12 episodes so 24 episodes technically um but we're gonna be getting 12 episodes starting august 31st and then i guess next year we'll get in the next 12 so that's pretty cool and that is pretty much all the most of the all the Star Wars news from Star Wars Celebration. I think there's a couple other things. 
comic series and stuff like this. And uh, but yeah, that that that's the big hitters there. But Andor is gonna be next after Obi Wan, August thirty first. So yeah. Other trailers though, because uh, you know, uh, let's see. Let me let me hit on this. Uh, we got the trailer for Prey, which is the a full trailer for Prey, which is the Predator prequel movie. Uh, set in like, um, I don't know, like 1800s, 1700s type deal looks like. And so the predator comes to like this Native American tribe and it follows like a, this girl from the Native a Native American tribe. And so it it's really going to be very interesting that that's going to be Hulu movie, a Hulu movie. I don't, I didn't write down the date when that comes out, so sue me on that look it up you got youtube so just look up that prey trailer and check that out and it looked pretty fun uh, i mean i'm not a huge predator fan but that the prey i'm gonna check out because it, it seemed pretty interesting so i just thought i'd mention it and then let's see we got a trailer for black adam finally finally got the black adam trailer I, I saw a lot of hating on this um in on social media and i i just don't know why People saying it didn't look good. I thought it looked amazing. I can't wait. I've been waiting for years for, you know, The Rock to be Black Adam. I think he's going to be greatest Black Adam. Um, I don't know if it's, for now, it's cool on social media to, like, hate on The Rock. And everybody's saying that the Rock, all The Rock's movies are the same or something. I, I don't know that he just plays The Rock. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought he did. I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was an amazing trailer can't wait to see pierce bronson as uh, dr fate uh we're going to get hawkman uh and and adam smasher in live action too which we've gotten shows but now we're getting them in movies um all these characters um but that that's cool so i i, I think it's great and I, I i'm all for the growing of the dcu movie universe and i, I i'm totally okay with uh, Black Adam being in Shazam 2 if that happens. I'm totally cool if the rumor of Henry Cavill going to be, go against Black Adam in the Black Adam movie, if that ends up becoming a deal. I, I mean, I'm all for whatever these rumors that we want to do. So, but I really, really enjoyed the Black Adam trailer. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what your thoughts are on the uh, Black Adam trailer if you want to drop them on the... Um, the links on the page or something or shoot me a message you can oh quick thing um if you missed dr strange into the multiverse of madness you can catch out in disney plus this month on the june the 22nd i forgot to mention that so i'm gonna write that down so june the 22nd of dr strange into Mar Mon monster multi yeah whatever multiverse of madness <laughs> dear god i'm gonna be able to talk guys i promise you uh, but yeah, let's let's get into the Sony state of play real quick. Um, just a few things for that. We we got to see that the long rumored Resident Evil Four remake is a reality. Got to see a trailer for that. Um, small teaser trailer for that. That and that looks amazing. Um, I think Resident Evil Four is one of, probably the most beloved of the series. Uh, I mean, one of the most beloved. Resident Evil games, and finally getting that remade is going to be pretty ex exciting. It looks wonderful, looks beautiful, 
the other I just finished Resident Evil 3 remake a couple weeks ago so I'm really excited to play the Resident Evil 4 remake so check that trailer out and while you're at it you can check out the trailer for the Netflix show that's coming out next month I think this month next month it's coming out pretty soon which we'll talk about that when that comes out they also showed a trailer at the state of play for the Callisto protocol which is coming from the uh, original makers of the uh, uh, Dead Space game. And if you just check the trailer out, it looks pretty gruesome and pretty scary. Um, Dead Space was a real scary game. That game's getting remade as well. Um, remade, which I think is coming out next year. But the Callisto Protocol looks fantastic. But you can definitely tell where the team that made Dead Space made that game. Um, because it's, it's definitely heavily inspired. So let's just get a couple other, one other thing. Uh, I Am Groot, the anthology type series of uh, Marvel shorts on, animated Marvel shorts starring Groot. Uh, it's coming to Disney Plus on August the 10th. So August the 10th for I Am Groot if you want to see some animated shorts. So most of the stuff, I think everything else is Netflix, Netflix stuff. And this is oh one more thing, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We got trailer for that. Got to see the uh, box art. Got to see the um, the legendaries. It looks like there could be a racing type de- theme based on how the legendaries work and some of the different things that we've seen in the trailer. Like it looks like gas station type deals, but they're Pokemon centers. Um, character like the one of the legendaries has like a literally has a wheel coming out their chest and the other one has like jets on the back um that comes out november the 18th so we got the date for that november the 18th scarlet pokemon scarlet and violet yeah i'm 30 mid 30s and i'm still enjoying pokemon games so uh yeah but that that's all the as far as news and stuff that goes that's not netflix so let's get into netflix stuff it's been a heck of a, and I'm going to start with these couple announcements because uh, since we just talked about video games, um, we got a new uh, series coming to Netflix soon f- based on the Horizon games, Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn games. Th- Netflix is picking up a show so based on the sh- that series, so that's pretty cool. I'm really excited. I really, you know, I just finished Horizon Forbidden West. It was amazing. And uh, so I can't wait to see a show. And then this is not Netflix, but Amazon is because Sony. This also this stuff came from the state of play as well. Um, their Amazon's making a God of War, God of War show. So that is awesome. Um, God, uh, Amazon uh, is doing the Lord's work, and they're making God of War and as a show. And I'm really excited about that because uh, I love God of War. And I can't wait to see a show. I got a war show. That just that just blows my mind that we're finally going to get that. Um, it's a great time. You know, we talked about video game movies in the last episode. And it's, I think it's a great time for video game adaptations into movies and series and stuff. And so um, definitely we'll be glad to follow the news on that, these type of things, and to get more information on them later. But let's get into Netflix Geek Week. That is this been this week, and we've gotten a lot of things from that. A lot of uh, 
a lot of trailers and stuff. So we've gotten, let's see, I'm going to try to hit the high points here. We got the season three trailer for Lock and Key, uh, which we see that there's going to be big battles going on in the Lock and Key season three. This is the last season, unfortunately, um, for Lock and Key, which apparently has always been planned as three seasons. Uh, I, I've read the entire book series. Amazing work. And uh, I, I uh, really, um, I, you know, I watched the first two seasons and I did this all as first impressions, and I really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. And so I'm really excited to see where season three brings and how they're going to wrap up some of the things, and uh, and what's going on because it looks like a lot of the stuff like that we've seen people from the past, like the the when lock the locks and stuff, whenever they first do, start doing the keys and stuff, when this whole the it, it feels like the beginning of this of the lore and the present are going to come together and um, based on teases that we got at the end of last season with that guy from the past coming through and coming into the to the present and so how that's going to affect the lock family and it looks like it's going to be an all-out war so i'm really excited seeing really excited to see what new keys we get um, you know, because reading the book series, you know, there's a lot more keys, and the the cool thing about Lock and Key is is that the comics and the show don't follow each other in a sense at all. So I mean, some of the basic did at the beginning, but then it just like totally. I mean, there's some basic things that follow the same, but most of it's pretty much it's like an entirely different story. So even though I know how the story goes in the comics. I don't know how that's going to go on the show. And so I think that's really cool. I, you know, using, but using the same characters and still, and just changing just a little bit. See, that's how you do stuff. That's how you do stuff is that you basically, you make your own story, but use the basics of already established mythology. Uh, and so that, and that, and they did that good. That's, that's how you do things. So. Check it out, though, and check out all this stuff that I'm going to mention. Uh, we got a teaser for Guillermo's, I'm probably saying that one, Guillermo's uh, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. It's a horror anthology series that's coming to Netflix, and there's going to be different little shorts and stuff, um, eight different ones, horror films, shorts, or whatever, um, that are done by different people. And so I'm, I'm not for sure if they're all going to somehow tie into each other or if they're all in the same universe or what, what's on, going on with that. Um, because it was a teaser and I didn't, you know, there's not too much there. Um, but, and mostly because it's just really just saying what it was, eight, eight stories or whatever, and who, what directors were doing the, it um, and what other stuff they've done and who, what different casting is in it, who different people and big, big, cast in there and so different it's different stuff so see now that does we got the uh trailer for something called midnight club which was made from the people who made the haunt the haunting uh, of hill house the haunting of uh what's the other one called was a b blytheville or something like that uh yeah so they're they're making the midnight club which is horror based as well looks really fun looks like a fun series and then we got a trailer for something called the imperfects 
which is, I don't know if it's a movie or, a, I think it's a movie, or, or it's a series, actually it's a series, because this was all, these were all series, um, Imperfects, which is, uh, basically it's like a werewolf show, um, but there's more to it than that, it's not just a basic werewolf show, there, there's more to it, and, and it's, it looks really fun, it looks like a fun, fun ride, so, and I, I don't know any of the people that are involved in it, but I watched the trailer and it looked really interesting to me. And werewolves are not usually werewolves, vampires, stuff. That's really not my. I will try them out, but I mean, it's not really my thing. But I've seen a lot of and read a lot of good stuff lately in the past year or two. So maybe my, my thing is changing. All right. I saw some uh, other trailers. Let's see. Something called Blasted, which is a Norwegian comedy. Um, that has to do with paintball or laser tag or paintball. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like hot fuzz. Uh, it's like a hot fuzz type deal, type show, type movie. Um, but Norwegian. So it looks really fun. And that's really, you really have to watch the trailer to get like the full front of it. I just couldn't just tell you about it because <laughs> it just, it's just something that you have to. You have to see. I saw the trailer for School for Good of of Good and Evil, School of Good and Evil, uh, which apparently is based on a book series, a kids' book series, uh, or young adult book series. Um, that looked really interesting. So it's like these people that you you go to this school and either you're either put in the good school or the evil school. And I guess it follows two main characters, girls, and one wants to go to the good school and, you know, become a princess or whatever like this. Or, and then, you know, and then the, another one wants to be go to the evil school, but then they get put in the opposite school, what they wanted to go to, from based off of the synopsis I read of the book. Um, the book's only at Walmart for like five bucks. I may pick it up, probably a really quick read, and so I can have my kids read it. Or just have Bronx, my oldest son, 11. Uh, have him read it and tell me what's like, and then so that way we could watch the movie together. Um, but it, re- it looks pretty interesting, and don't know how that'll turn out. But it looks pretty cool. It's like a, I don't know, like it's like fairy tales and Harry Potter put together <laughs> in a sense. Um, and the and the trailer looked pretty. It, the trailer was interesting to me, and it kind of drew me in, so it made me want to know more um, because they were like, I could tell. That it was kind of kind of reminded me of Harry Potter with the school, and then you know you saw the bite out of the apple of the poison apple from Snow White uh, in a glass case, and so I was like, that this is really interesting, and I'm kind of on this fairy tale Disney type kick of alternate stories of that because um, I'm reading this book series called Twisted Tale, which are these uh, changes of popular Disney type fairy tales that you know, but then. They're basically what-if tales, but done Disney-wise instead of Marvel. Anyway, very interesting. Neither here nor there. Um, then we got a first look at Day Shift, which is a vampire hunter-type vampire movie. Vam- as a falls a vampire hunter who's Jamie uh, Foxx. Um, we didn't get a really trailer, but we got like a behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, first look at it. Um, that, that Jamie Foxx seemed pretty excited about it. Um, it seemed interesting. I said I'm not really into vampire deal. It's kind of like a Netflix Blade 
type movie. It's a Netflix version of Blade, basically, is what it is. A vampire Hunter. I mean, that's what you thought of when I said Vampire Hunter. You thought of Blade. I know you did. So, basically, it's Netflix's answer to Blade is really what it is. I guess Jamie Foxx couldn't be Blade, so he had Netflix do this movie. I don't know. But, I mean, that's what it seems like. Looks fun, though. Um, Sandman. Sandman um, is coming August the 5th. And we got a trailer for that. And it looks so good. Looks so good. I just started on this Sandman adventure not too long ago. In fact, this week I read Volume 2, which is Dollhouse, I believe it's called. Um, It was really great. Really enjoyed it. Um, just as much as season one, I really enjoyed this venture that, you know, Morpheus is going and dream or dream is going on and seeing this, this story of the dream vortex girl. And I, I like Sandman cause it, it's setting up so much things like even in the first volume set up so much things for the future volumes and future stories. And it's just really so well done. Neil Gaiman's amazing, and it, the first, the second volume was just as good as the first one. In some ways, I liked it better. In some ways, I liked the first one better. But it really great. I'm glad that my buddy John turned me on to Sandman, and I'm really excited about this Netflix show. Uh, we're getting Joanna Constantine, which is a um, ancestor of John Constantine, who's actually in the second volume of Sandman, um, but. John Constantine was in the first volume of Sandman, but it looks like he's being replaced. So it seems that Netflix is going to do their... But with Neil Gaiman's helping with the show. And I think what they're going to do is kind of like how they did Lock and Key. How they did using the same mythology, but then telling their own story. And I think that's what they're going to do with Sandman. And, and they have the creator involved, so that way they're able to use the same elements. And that's what they did with Netflix. So, or not Netflix. That's what they did with uh, Lock and Key. And so, like I said, you just basically telling their own story, but using the some of the same basis. So, uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much, oh, uh, just a one last thing from uh, Netflix Geek Week, um, which was just announced yesterday, um, was that um, Masters of the Universe uh Revelation, which was done by Kev, a uh, sequel to the original He-Man cartoon, uh, done by Kevin Smith, which you either loved it or you wanted you you have uh, f- you feel some type of way about female characters and co- characters of color and uh, LGBTQ characters, uh, but but Masters of the Universe Revelations was really good. It was amazing. Uh, and that's getting a sequel now. We're getting Masters of the Universe Revolution. Is the name of the sequel series that's coming. Kevin Smith is going to be executive producing it still. And that's coming probably next year. I've had to assume. I didn't see a date or anything like that. And there's no trailer or anything like that. That was just pretty much an announcement. So, and Which is good because they left us hanging on some you know things that could happen in the show at the end of revelations so i was hoping that it would get a sequel but i mean it wasn't announced until you know yesterday but really excited really excited to see where they go um but yeah uh okay i just realized that i have one more little piece of news here rob zombie who's making the monsters like a show of the monsters which is a remake of that classic show that you probably watched in black and white with your grandparents at least i did he's doing 
another monster series and we got to see a small teaser trailer of that and really excited to about really excited about that um and you know and i think you know rob zombie is a guy that should do that and so really excited monsters is a the monsters um it's a real special thing to me because i watched that with my granddaddy who um just the other day was been 19 years since he passed away which is weird to say um because i've now lived longer without him than i did with him uh and so this is special to me and i'm really excited to see it and i and i know that i'm my grandma's gonna be watching it with me and so but i'm not gonna get the show down we're not gonna do another somber ending to the show Last thing here we got for the show is, of course, you know that I am going to an Ultimate Marvel Adventure where I'm reading every comic book in the Ultimate Marvel Comic Books line, which is 704 comics. This line went from 2002 to 2015, and it was basically an alternate Earth and of the, in the Marvel Universe and where they were able to tell different stories that were in, a, in its own continuity without it affecting the main Earth continuity. Some characters from that um, universe, when that universe collapsed at the end of that, uh, came over to the real Marvel universe, the 616, uh, which I think the most famous one is Miles Morales. And so, yeah. And I've been reading every issue possible in, not that the... Um, order that they came out in but the order of timeline order chronological timeline order so i'm literally following the the stories as they go so that that's been really cool and where they are set in time and so i read a little bit of here and a little bit there of something else and then it's just all follows in line which is and a lot of them tie in together too so um, so I read Ultimate X-Men number 28 to 33. This deals with the fallout of Magneto coming back and basically how um, Ultimate War just happened. Uh, the humans, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has Professor X held hostage. Magneto's got all this brotherhood back. Um, Scott has died. Uh, Cyclops, the X-Men are on the run from everybody's looking for them because they think that um, they or in, in cahoots with Magneto. Magneto's looking for them because he wants to, you know, turn them to the dark side, in a sense. And so you're following the aftermath of that. Some things that we learn is that uh, Professor X has, like, a, a plan to get out. Um, we see Nightcrawler. He's a prisoner, too. Um, Cyclops isn't dead. He was He's still in the Savage Land, and a chasm... And uh, he didn't die saving Kitty and Wolverine. Uh, whenever Kitty went to go get the ship, uh, Wolverine actually thought he killed him. He pushed him into a chasm and and basically broke like a leg, an arm, and ribs, and gave him concussions. And he was entirely messed up and left him. He thought he was dead though, but they didn't know that he was still alive. And he laid there for like thirty something days before somebody found him. And it was just like trying to grabbing bugs and stuff to eat them and that's how he stayed alive and just it was it was nuts um and all because wolverine wanted to be with gene and who ended up didn't want to be with him um anyways even though that scott was gone because she loved scott um and then magneto and anyone and basically the arc 
basically goes on and in it ends with um the x-men going to attack magneto they are they free professor x and then there's this huge battle and stuff like this and the cyclops is have been captured but he gets um they rescue cyclops and then he helps them take out magneto and the brotherhood and then magneto or not magneto uh cyclops you know kicks wolverine off the team after beating them basically hits them him with a big optical blast and kicks him off the x-men and uh yeah and so everything you know magneto gets put into prison and you know a prison with no for a shield prison with no with no metal just plastic all around and so like the like there's even a scene with him and charles that's kind of like the x-men 2 movie so um but yeah so that that's how things go on X-Men. Then over in uh, Spider-Man, uh, we see that uh, Spider-Man, uh, while he's uh, he's lost his costume, and uh, but anyways, uh, so he doesn't have his costume, and him and Mary Jane have broken up, and so she's not, so he's not able to get a new costume, and so he's having to go around with like just the Spider-Man mask and that he made himself, and basically normal clothes. Um, but he goes to a party, him and Gwen, because, uh, of course, Gwen's Stacy's living with him and Aunt May now because her uh, dad has died. And they go to a party where there is a guy uh, from a different school. A different It's a different school's party and, and a bunch of people from different schools. A different school. Um, there's a guy there, and he is, apparently is a jock, and he's blowing cars up with basically he, with his mind. And so the, Peter was already concerned about that guy. He was going to go talk to him. And then he, they get guy next day at school that and he hears that that other school that the kid is blowing up cars at the school. So he goes to Spider-Man to stop the guy. And there's like a huge conversation where Spider-Man like, you know, try they go off and uh, he takes the kid and they have a conversation. And he basically says that he's a mutant or whatever. Uh, the kid is from Latveria, which uh, obviously if you're, a fan of Marvel Comics, you know that Latveria is the country where Doctor Doom's from. So anyway, the kid doesn't really know, doesn't think he's a mutant. He says he's not a mutant, and and so, but he's very against it. And then the X Men show up, and they end up going, getting the kid, and they're going to take him to the mansion and run tests on him to see if he's a mutant. Come to find out, he's not a mutant, but he's also not human. Um, apparently. In Latveria, they performed some illegal experiment, and whenever his he was in his mother's stomach, they performed where they put the basically the mutant gene to um, took it and implanted it into the placenta, and which caused the baby to end up getting powers and mutant powers. But he's not like a full mutant, but he's not human as well. So it, it it's a big deal. Anyway, and so he ends up staying with the X-Men, and then Peter ends up going home. Um, there's there's tension between Peter and Aunt May already starting to build, because Aunt May, um, he was gone, like, all day, and the school had let out, and so she knew that Peter was uh, not there, and so not at home. Uh, but, so, there's this conversation between him and her, and you already start to think that she's already starting to feel like there's something that Peter's hiding something, but he just says he was at the library and like he has been reading a book that was his mother's that he had found, and that was May's sister. So there's like a 
there's a lot of sappiness going on there, but um, I feel like it's not going to be too soon until like until Aunt May figures out that Spider uh, Peter Spider Man. But we will we will see how that goes. Um, and th- and that's where we let. Uh, there's only one. The other issue that I read. Well, I read forty five and then uh, Spider Man half uh, issue. And in that one, really, if we follow just Aunt May as she's in therapy and talking about all the stuff that's been going on. So not really much progresses there. Um, but yeah, so that that's where we're at on the Ultimate Marvel Adventure. And I believe pretty soon we're going to be getting to some Fantastic Four, introducing them into the uh, Ultimate Universe. But we will see how that goes. I can't remember what, and I don't have my phone on me to look and see what comes next. But I think we got some more, but we'll see where it goes um but yeah so that that's where we're at and that's what things have been going on and this has been a great episode i've been really enjoyed it hope you guys have had your enjoyment as well thank you so much for tuning in and as always we close this out with my buddy freddie lane Let's go! It's my destiny!